Welcome back in to this Friday edition of Main Street Sports Today. Chris Yao alongside Mo Patton, J.P. Plant on the controls as we continue getting you ready for the weekend ahead with plenty of local flavor in the sports department. Of course, we've got high school baseball, high school softball, high school boys soccer all taking place. Girls, flag football. We there's, there's probably some track and field somewhere. going on as well. and Maybe some tennis. On top of that, college baseball in the area is alive and well. Plenty to go see. And then, of course, like I said earlier, the third-ranked Freed Hardeman Lady Lions will be in Lebanon at Cumberland this weekend. So if you're looking for some college softball there, you'd be hard-pressed to find a better local matchup than Freed and Cumberland. But also, on Saturday, 3 o'clock Central Tip, you can find the Louisville Cardinals and the Tennessee Lady Vols. And if you aren't able to catch it on ESPN2, you can always hear the golden tones of Mickey Deerstone, which you can also hear right now as he joins us here on Main Street Sports today. Mickey, thanks for taking some time with us and uh, appreciate you joining us. No problem. You want to hear a little piece of irony? We'd love to hear some irony. After I ca- after uh, you called me and uh, JP put me on hold, the first thing I heard was a commercial for Jones and Lang Sporting Goods. And Rodney Jones, his father, Van Jones, started Jones and Lang. Rodney Jones was my roommate in college at Columbia State my sophomore year down there. And still talk to him on a regular basis. Wow. That's a great segue, Mo. That that is a great segue, Mickey. You ju- you just kind of set me up because um, you are an East Tennessee native, correct? Yeah. Where where specifically? I was I was born in Greenville, but I went uh, middle school and high school in Jefferson City, Tennessee. Okay, Greenville, Green County, Jefferson County. Yeah. How does a Jeff County High School graduate wind up? going to Columbia State Community College? Well, it's funny you ask that. <laughs> you know, uh, Jefferson City only has a paper that comes out once a week, so there wasn't a lot of publicity in high school baseball. And at, at uh, Jefferson High School, uh, when I played there, all four years, I had a different coach each year. <sighs> and so baseball was just something I loved to play, and I played it anyway. But uh, – to make a quick story, I was playing Connie Mack baseball, and we played post-19, coached by Larry Schmidt-O out of Nashville in the state tournament. And I had a really good state tournament, and they won it because schmidt always had a stacked team in Nashville anyway. <laughs> and he asked me to go with them to the regional tournament. And... So I went to the region with him, and he asked me if I wanted to play college ball at Vanderbilt. And I said, yes. Well, later on that summer, he he called, and he said, look, he said, we'd love to have you if you want to come down here. But he said, I've got a catcher that's a junior, and he's going to be my catcher. He said, have you ever thought about going to junior college? 
And I said, I just want to go to school someplace and play baseball. He said, well, I know a guy. Let me make a phone call. And then you could play there a couple years and then come for the last two years to Vanderbilt. So about 30 minutes later, I got a phone call from Dave Hall, offered me a scholarship just on the word of Larry Schmidto, and ended up down at uh, Columbia State in 72 and 73, played on some really good baseball teams and went to the JUCO World Series both years. So that's how I ended up there. The namesake of the field. Mo. There we go. Mickey, <laughs> would 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 John Shelby have been on those teams or would he have been after you? He was after me. Okay. I had uh, I played with the Davidson brothers, Rick and Randy Davidson. Uh, Charlie Rogers was their ace pitcher. Steve Downey was on that team. Um, we had uh, three guys from uh, also from Knoxville. Two of them played the outfield, and Barry Richardson was a pitcher. Uh, we had we had a really, really good baseball team. And it was kind of like the, the adult version of Bad News Bears. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it, it really was. We had guys that – well, Charlie Rogers was their ace, and he was 24 years old and a pitcher, a uh, freshman in, in junior college because he had been in the service got married and had a kid and they saw him pitch in an adult summer baseball league. And, and it was just, it was just full of players, you know, like that, that you wouldn't think would be on the same team in junior college in Columbia. Uh, but, uh, Oh, I've got some stories from those two years, but I can't tell them on the radio. Oh. <laughs> All that was missing was the Chico Bail Bonds on the on the on, on, the, back. on the back, huh, Mickey? <laughs> well, we never we never had we never had to call a bail bondsman. Thank goodness it was a small enough town. We had a couple of businessmen there that kind of kept an eye out for us. <laughs> it kind of took care of us a little bit. That's so, all. Uh, but I mean, it was the it was the best two years of my life. That's fantastic. When I had heard. Mickey Deerstone in Columbia State, a, a couple of, uh, here in the last year or so. I'm like, I never knew that. And it, I was just curious about it. And thank you for satisfying my curiosity. Now on with the show. Mickey Deerstone, the voice of the Lady Balls, joining us here on Main Street Sports today. And obviously you got a big assignment, and the ladies have a big assignment tomorrow out in Wichita as Tennessee takes on top seed Louisville. Yeah, it, 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 it's a, you know, it's going to be a tough matchup. Louisville's a tough matchup for everybody because of the way they play defense. And it's a tough matchup for Tennessee because, well, until the last game when they only had nine of them, they've been turnover prone. And, you know, Tennessee's going to have to take care of the basketball against Louisville's press or it's going to be over before halftime. Uh, but they know that. They know that. It's something that they've been working on. Uh, and but I think it'll be interesting to see how this Tennessee team plays with them being the underdog, the so-called experts that you know predict the winners and brackets and all that stuff on all the social media and ESPN and wherever. Uh, they don't give Tennessee much of a chance to beat Louisville. Uh, but if we can take care of the basketball, I think we match up really good against Louisville because we've got inside game, outside game. 
and I think that uh, we play good enough defense that we can we can hold them down to you know 60, 70 points. So we've got a chance, but it's going to be a tough matchup, and they know they're going to have to take care of the basketball. Mickey, do you have an X factor from two um, from two points with Brooklyn Miles? One, she kind of strikes you as a one-person press breaker. Two, she's from Frankfurt. I mean, is she a little extra geeked up for this one, do you think? Well, I, I think so. The one thing Brooklyn Miles has to do is she's, you know, she's only a freshman. Mm-hmm. Uh, and against presses, teams that we've played that have pressed us in the past, she has a tendency to dribble just into the front court area and then pick up her dribble uh, and get double teamed. So I know, you know, she's aware of that. Coaching staff, they've watched a lot of film and stuff like that. And she can handle the basketball. She's, she's a really good passer. And a lot of times when uh, she commits a turnover, it's because she picks up her dribble too soon. And if you got a team that's pressing full court, you know, you got to make that pass before you cross the half court line instead of after. Uh, so that's, uh, but I'll tell you what, when she's got the basketball, you can't blink or you're going to miss, you know, about 15 feet mm-hmm. because she's so fast with the basketball. Uh, she can break the press by herself if she keeps it in the middle of the floor. How, how much of a help is it to her having, you know, obviously – former Tennessee point guard Kelly Harper as her, her head coach. I mean, that's that's got to be something that's going to benefit her and this team for a long time. Oh, yeah. I think – well, I mean, I think what Brooklyn Miles, when she got playing time early in the season, it was for defense because she's, she's a great defender, you know, and she gets after it. And I've seen her grow offensively. Uh, you know, from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. Uh, and it's because Kelly has brought her on slowly and gradually coached her up. There's what it takes to be a point guard in Division One women's basketball. And so I think she's improved immensely from the beginning of the year to now. Uh, and, you know, with injuries to, to like Jordan Horston and uh, her, her playing time has gone up. Uh, and I think Kelly has asked more of her, and I think she's responded to that. That's the thing about Kelly Harper is when you watch her coach and her coaching style, she is a very nurturing and very you know, caring coach. She doesn't yell a whole lot unless it's at the officials, I guess. She does that pretty good. But that's – I think sometimes we talk about it on this show all the time, Mo – you, you coach kids the way that they have to be coached, and she has found a way to understand where every kid's coming from. And Kelly Harper has been a godsend to this program in the last couple of years. Would would you agree with that? Yeah, and I and I think it's a, a per, I think she's a perfect example, to be honest with you, of how if Pat Summit was still coaching, she would have to coach the same way. And, and I've told people this. I mean, I had the luxury of working with Pat for 20 years, almost. And the way she coached back then when everything was stern, you know, the stare and things like that, I don't think that, I don't think that would work with college freshmen nowadays coming out of high school. Uh, I think, you know, I think coaches have to adapt. And I think 
you know, when you look at Kelly Coach on the sidelines, especially when she gets on the officials, you see the Pat come out in her. Mm. And, and she admits you can't play four years for Pat Summit and then follow the rest of her coaching career without having a little bit of Pat Summit in you. Uh, but I think she's evolved uh, after, you know, coaching at three other places before coming to Tennessee. I think she's a different coach now than she was when she was at Western Carolina uh, or North Carolina State or Missouri State. And I think she's evolved into a coach that can coach kids nowadays coming out of high school because they're a lot different now than they were back in the 90s, I can promise you. <laughs> Speaking with the voice of the Lady Vols, Mickey Deerstone here on Main Street Sports today as Tennessee gets ready to make its first Sweet 16 appearance in seven years, which for a lot of Lady Vols followers would at once feel unheard of and you feel every day of it probably. Um, Mickey, what is the mood around this program over that fact, getting back to this level? They're ready. I think that, you know, they can put that behind them now. You know, they can't – people can't say it's the first time uh, after this year uh, because they've gotten back and then the clock starts all over again. But it's, it's all about how you perform when you get here. You know, and I keep going back to the 90s and the early 2000s. You know, back then, the women's basketball tournament, the Sweet 16, when the uh, when the uh, the bracket was announced each year, you could go through the bracket and pretty much pick at least 14 of the 16 teams that were going to be in the Sweet 16. And Tennessee was always one of those. But now, I mean, when I looked at this year's bracket, there's no way. I mean, you had probably 30 teams that could have been in the Sweet 16. And I'm talking about a lot of teams that, that got put out, uh, like a Kentucky or somebody like that. Uh, and so it's, it's, a lot, it's a lot different. It's tougher to get there now than it was back early on, I can promise you. It almost felt like the Sweet 16 was when the tournament really started back then, Mickey. You're right. Um, exactly. Exactly. The first and second round games were just a formality. You made an announcement a few weeks ago. When this year's Lady Vols are done, you're done. What's what's that been like for you personally? What brought you to that decision? And, you know, what have these last well, few weeks been like? I'll say this. The first time I started thinking about turning it over to somebody else was when they fired Holly. Um, and I thought it would just be, you know, uh, maybe whoever they hired as coach wanted to bring, you know, their radio guy with them or uh, would want to have a say-so on, on who did radio for them and somebody that they had uh, trust in that they could get along with and things like that. And then they hired Kelly and I was doing games when Kelly was a player and I said no that if Kelly you know if she wants me to I'll stay for two or three years a few years so that she can get her feet set and that's one less thing she'd have to worry about well this was Kelly's third year 
Last year was a COVID year. Didn't make any road trips. We did them all in the studio back on campus at UT by satellite feed. And it was just, I mean, it was something different I'd never done before. It was extremely difficult to get in the game when you weren't there in the atmosphere, especially in the NCAA tournament when everybody was in San Antonio, Texas, and I was in Knoxville, Tennessee on campus. So this summer, I told uh, Steve Early and Glenn Saxon of all network that I was thinking about stepping down. And they said, well, don't, don't make up your mind yet. Think about it. Just do us a favor and think about it. And I said, I'll let you know before the season starts. And then, guys, October 8th, I was diagnosed with prostate cancer. And surgery was set for January, and I knew I'd have to miss some games in January. Uh, last, the year before, I had, I'd missed two games when I had COVID. Uh, over Thanksgiving, and you know I'm I'm the type of guy that until last year because of COVID, I had never missed a game, and all and, and all those games I'd never missed one, and then all of a sudden I missed two last year, I missed three this year, and I just you know it it just kind of sealed the deal for me that I don't want somebody to have to do my job for me and if I can't do them all then at my age I'm 68 uh, you know it would just be a smart thing to do to turn it over to somebody that can do them all because I think one thing that's made the Lady Ball Network so successful across the state is not only national championships and winning but having good or bad the same voice on the broadcast every time they turn on the radio uh, and you know, I just, I just don't like missing. And at my age, who knows what's going to pop up next. And so I just thought it was a good time to do that. Well, we're certainly going to miss hearing you on the broadcast. I mean, almost every time I've ever heard a lady Vols game, it's been your voice. So I can't, I can't recall anyone else ever doing it, Mickey. And, and it's been a pleasure to have you on our show with us and looking forward to hearing you tomorrow on the Sweet 16 call against those Louisville Cardinals. And, and hopefully a few more. At, at, yeah. Hopefully I, maybe, you know, four more. And I, yeah, I hope so. Uh, I, you know, I'm going to miss it. I mean, there's no doubt. I'm going to miss it about as much as I miss Oldham's restaurant that was downtown when I was going to school in Columbia. <laughs> that one's, that's, that one's that's gone. <laughs> yeah, I know, I, I know it is. But that's where I ate every meal. Oh wow! Except except on Sunday, because they were closed. They were closed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Mickey Deerstone, former Columbia State baseball player and the voice of the Lady Vols, joining us here on Main Street Sports today. He's going to be busy around three tomorrow as the Lady Vols take on Louisville in the Sweet Sixteen. Mickey, we appreciate your time and um, good luck tomorrow. All right. Guys, anytime. I appreciate the phone call. All right. When we come back, we will talk a little baseball. And what's David Cletcliffe up to? Well, he's got a new job. New gig. We'll tell you what it is on the other side on Main Street Sports Day. Y'all stick around. <laughs> 